Excerpt from New Earth, Justine Awakens, leading into my newest work, New Earth, A Hero's Crime. Common Destiny Cerulean, in his human form, wore casual clothes and stared at the magnificent painting before him, his gaze absorbing the hues of the landscape and the textures of the old earth farmhouse, like a dying man inhaling his last wholesome breath. Though the airy space surrounding him framed a myriad of old earth masterpieces in pristine clarity, a weary, echoing silence hung in the air. Supreme Judge Sterling, a tall, ascetic-looking Lotsonian arrayed in long, formal robes with flowing sleeves, strolled across the art gallery and stood shoulder to shoulder with Cerulean, kindred spirits with vastly different points of view. Before either acknowledged the other, slapping footsteps drew near, rhythmically pacing the distance across the highly polished floor. A Crestonian, Tog, in high, thick boots, eyed the two Luxonians. He stopped two meters away. His bulbous eyes followed the zigzagging path of a horsefly, which suddenly alighted on a bench and morphed into a lithe, almond-eyed young woman. The Crestonian exchanged grins with the Buachi female, Fay. Sterling lifted his arm in salute. Welcome, Tog, Fay. We're glad you were able to come. We're still expecting Rico. A Yuani in a crisp white shirt, tight blue slacks, and wearing an old earth ball cap clumped into the room. His gaze swung right and left in long sweeping arcs. As he met Cerulean's gaze, he slowed and tilted his head in inquiry. Refusing any delay, Sterling ushered them into a right corridor where the light dimmed to a faint glow. Landscape paintings of ancient old earth monuments arrayed the walls in somber reminiscence. The passage flowed into a smaller mustard yellow room, simply furnished with a circular table, chairs, and a counter armed with assorted drinks. With a snap of his fingers, Sterling illuminated a brilliant hologram of new earth turning in space. Docked at one of the three modest satellite stations off new earth, a small red ship glowed in readiness. After clearing his throat, Sterling's deep timbered voice broke the expectant silence. My friends, may I introduce the summons? She awaits her crew ready for her glorious mission to chase a riddle and ensure our salvation. Tog's bulbous eyes flickered from Sterling to Cerulean, one tentacle rose. Translation? Darting a glance at Sterling, Cerulean stepped forward. I'm leading a small crew to the divide to find Omega in the hopes that he will help us to defeat Cosmos before she arrives. Faye's naturally pale face blanched to sheer whiteness. You go to your death. No one goes to the divide. Tog flicked a tentacle airily. 
Well, some go in, but none come out. Sterling strolled around the hovering hologram and pointed to a black mass. It's true. The divide is a vast mystery leading unwary ships to their demise, but in our own desperation, Luxonians investigated further than any other beings, and we have found it is possible to get very close, jumping from one safe space to another, like jumping from stone to stone across an ocean. Rickle plodded forward, staring at the black mass. A fool's errand. His wide-eyed gaze lifted and surveyed the assembly with a slight shrug. Of course, since death is imminent anyway. Cerulean clapped his hands in impatience. We have no choice. I have no choice. And I'm leading a willing crew. No one is forced to come. But while I search out Omega, there will be another ship. Sterling snapped his fingers again, and another spacecraft, smaller, more angular, and metallic gray, floated at Docking Bay 2, next to the summons. The Merrimack, a marvel of modern engineering, is ready to search out our common enemy and monitor her every movement. Rico's glare zeroed in on the small craft. With all of our abilities, one of our wraiths should have destroyed Cosmos generations ago. Why was it left to New Earth to defeat her now? Touring around the hologram, Cerulean's fingers slid along the table edge. He stopped in front of Rico and stared down. Because no one dared. She is a planet-eating terror, and she always strikes the weakest planets. Like a virus, she smells discord and pounces when the inhabitants are obsessed with turmoil. He sighed and moved past Rico, circling around, his gaze flowing over New Earth, absorbing her marble-like beauty. New Earth has been ripe for a disaster since her inception, but we have been gaining strength of late. We're at a crossroads, either to sink into a morass of divided beings or grow into a stronger world, ready to embrace a universe of possibilities. Cosmos knows this. She has waited for this ripening and now turns her appetite towards us. We're doomed, Faye's childlike eyes brimmed with tears. Placing a firm hand on Cerulean's shoulder, Sterling surveyed the assembly. Not if you save yourselves. Cerulean opened his arms. This is new earth, hour of common destiny. What shall it be? An ancient death devoured by an unfeeling beast? Or rising to new life? Tog nodded to the floor, then raised his bulbous eyes and grinned. I'd like to stay alive. Where would you have me serve? Cerulean's gaze flickered over Fay. Grabbing Tog's tentacle, she stepped up to Cerulean. We'll serve together. Four pairs of eyes swiveled toward Rico. Rico pursed his lips and rubbed his jaw. 
Yeah, yeah. You'll need a communication center on New Earth. And my cafe serves up the wildest gossip possible, the side of, of the divide, right along with our quality food. Sterling grinned. Common destiny prevails. A.K. Frilly is the author of 15 books, a teacher for 35 years, and a homeschooling mother of eight. Make the most of life's journey. For books by A.K. Frilly, check out her Amazon author page.